TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Tam, great to be with you. Legend, how are you? Superstar? Episode 99, my friend. 99. 99. uh, Favorite number of uh, the famous Wayne Gretzky, Canadian. Did he it's, win number 99? Uh, number 99. The reason why he wears what? number 99 because his contract with the Edmonton Oilers was signed to 1999. Really? He was 19 years old. Yeah, so like uh, it's uh, a... Did he sign like a lifetime contract? He did, but he never played for the whole team. He got traded. It was the most depressing time for any Canadian um, when he got really? traded to the LA Kings. <laughs> I think we all cool? cried. We literally cried when he got traded. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So that's why he wears number 1999, because his initial contract was to sign uh, to 1990, the year 1999, which was, I don't know, I I can't remember. I think it was a 20-year contract, I think. Gee whiz. Or something like that. They do things differently over there. I I don't know. Actually, no, I don't. Yeah, this is going back in the, you know, early 80s, right? But I'm not actually sure if that's actually true, but I'm pretty sure that's the reason why. You have to look it up. You're going to have to Wikipedia that and let me know. I'm going to wiki it. (laughs) Hey, uh, the the numerologist listening would definitely tell us that there's a lot of power in uh, number 99. I have no idea what that power is, and I don't know if it's because Sagittarius is going through Mars at the same time that Leo is having morning tea with, uh, what is it, Um, what's that superstar up there? I think it's Uranus, and then Uranus goes through Neptune, and then all of the other stars combine because there's all this cool stuff happening in the sky. Right, LT? Yep. There's a lot happening up there. We'll just the make lunar it up as we go along. is happening and there's a retrograde happening through some type of solar okay. eclipse. You can stop but there. Anyway. I just want to say that you've been in – I just want to say this out, just out loud. I think you've been in Byron Bay for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love having fun with the moon cycle because it's an incredibly powerful thing, which I don't know a lot about, but I know it's incredibly powerful and I know that that's how a lot of – females bodies rule and it's when a lot of babies are born but i do think it's fascinating how and damo and i've spoken about this you can get a moon diary and it would pretty much say lt on like a given day it would say a good day to plant basil or it'd be like a good day to run a webinar or it'd be like a good day to call your mum, based on the lunar cycle but anyway i'm coming back to the number 99 right because numbers have a lot to do with the stars Mm -hmm. i think um Let's let's get all deep and meaningful on this because there's a lot there's a lot you you said this to me once about life purpose and I was talking to you about how with my exceptional life blueprint everyone loves to talk about life purpose and you said well that's because you love talking about life purpose and then I said but does anyone ever get done with life purpose and you were like no because it's like a constant like when do we ever stop evaluating our life or uh, reflecting on our life or um, projecting on our life. Right. That's wise it's, words. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but you're I a wise remember, dog. I don't you remember telling wise, you that, but yeah. Oh, I remember it to the. I remember. I remember exactly where I was when you said it. Oh, that's funny. I I don't remember half. Well, actually, probably ninety percent of what I say after I said it. <laughs> wise soul. So I thought we could just talk talk a bit about um, the reflection of life, but also the projection, because I think a lot of people really. We, we talk about, you know, we've spoken about recently how important it is to be grateful for where you are right now. But really, you know, if I'm guessing, 99% of people would want us to talk about projecting 
life purpose. Uh, we've spoken in parts about the chapters of our lives and how long we might feel inspired to do something before we move on to the next thing. But I do think it's important for people to recognize that this life that we're living is not something that we go, right, shut up shop, we've got the job, we've got the kids, we've got the house, we've got whatever it is that we wanted and then it's over. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting topic for especially where we're at. We're number 99 and we're just about to, this will be the last episode in the double digit zone mm. and of Inside Champions Mind and from here on in, we'll be in the triple digit zone and in order for us to kind of, it's going to be a long ride a long ride before we ever get to the four-digit zone. And isn't it interesting, right? We just go flip from 99 to, you know, going to hundreds, and all of a sudden now it's going to take us, you know, a long way to get to a 1,000. How, how long would that take? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to count. 104. Four, I think our kids nine, will be... I think uh, it's, uh, it's either 36 years or 360 years, one yeah, of them. Our kids will be taken over by then. Um, <laughs> so the, the thing is, is that I think, I think um, as we flip to... to to life it's just like this next chapter of inside champions mind the next chapter of our lives we're constantly changing aren't we mm. like it's like it never stops and i think you know i always ask and often wonder like why do we change so much why do we always have to search for like the next thing i think one of the reason why we it happens that way is simply because it's like we have the opportunity now like I think, yes. whereas before, like say, you know, for our fathers or for our moms and or for our parents or even especially our grandparents, they just didn't have the opportunity to be able to, to switch and to do the things that we are capable of doing. Like if you want to run a business on your, in your, on, on your phone or your iPad, you can, the technology yes. just wasn't there before. Like, so you know, the, now there's so much choice and so much opportunity, so many things you could do with your life that. We're constantly searching, and plus, plus, I think the other thing is that we all we're more exposed to what everybody else is doing and what the potentials are. Before, like you just knew what your neighborhood kids were doing, you knew what your neighborhood yeah. or your, your you know people at work were doing, or the people that certain your neighbors were doing, right? Because we didn't have anything else, and then we got brought into television. Then you start to, then they start implanting of what you should expect, what an American life. Is supposed to be like and then so then you go after and buy those things right that's what american television was built and no, all not built for but that's what we kind of strive for it's like oh you need a car or yeah. you need a, you need a phone you need a microwave or whatever it was but now now we're connected to the world right yeah. and people are constantly telling us what they're doing with their life and how they're doing and then we get this this constant envy of going wow, like I want that in my life. Why can't I have that? And so because the opportunity is so cheap to get, in a sense, like it is possible. And you're exposed to so many different people who are already doing sort of what you would think would want. I think that strive causes us to reevaluate and constantly look for like, what am I here for? What, what, am, I, what am I doing? What, am I wasting my talent or am I able to do more with my life so in the past this is great you are so wise you just had me at hello you had me at the word opportunity you had me at opportunity so in the past my dad was a news agent and he just sold newspapers sold stationery sold cards sold sticky tape whatever it was and what you're saying is because there was you know there was channel 
two, seven, nine, and ten, but there wasn't social media and the internet and all of the constant information. It would have been reasonable to expect that my dad would have been as happy as Larry running a news agent for 40 or 50 years because it's pretty much almost like he wouldn't have even really been aware of other of the gross amount of opportunities because the there was no real way to communicate those opportunities. Well, exactly. Like you think about like now, if I wanted to know what Richard Branson did in his life, I have a Twitter account. I just go to like, (laughs) I would just like read every book that I could find my hands on. I do watch every interview and I try to go to as many talks as and just try to get inside that person's head. Now, not that you couldn't do that before. Like, I mean, there's people, books, books written by our, but you're like now exposed to a multimedia uh, frenzy, right? Like if you like, I mean, look at um, uh, there was a, a great TED talk, and I can't remember what the talk is about, but he talked about like the evolution of dance, and he said that you know um, the the evolution of dance is that you know a kid in Thailand could dance just as well as Michael Jackson at three years old simply because he has access to the internet to watch Michael Jackson dance and therefore yes. practice you know day in day out. Yes. Right, I met Tony Hawk like four weeks ago. Right, Tony Hawk's like one of the greatest skateboarders in the world, and he talks about how he could be skateboarding and he's doing tricks like that. Say the seven twenty or the nine hundred or whatever it is. Right, whatever that means. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of flips of the skateboard. Right, and and he's able to pull that off. And now he's seeing twelve, thirteen year olds being able to do that, winning X Games, winning these extreme sports games. And things that he never, he couldn't even accomplish until he was in his 20s or 30s. Like, because of the exposure that they see now, it's possible. Like, it's like you didn't know it was possible before because unless you were in that space, you probably wouldn't even know that that was, it's like the four-minute mile, right? No one knew the four-minute mile was possible. They thought it was actually the impossible. And so, therefore, until Roger Bannister passed it, it's like all of a sudden, like another 28 people in that year did it. And now yeah. high school students are doing it, right? It's like we think, like, you know, they've got the real Olympics coming up. And it's like we think the sub nine, nine second 100 meter is impossible, right? Impossible. Yeah. But I am sure that, you know, when I remember watching Dan- Donovan Bailey, Canadian. Yeah, uh, let's not talk about Ben. Let's not talk about the other Canadian, Ben Johnson, who took drugs, right? Well, well he, he broke ten. I mean, that was the whole thing, and then everyone was like, "Well, it's definitely not possible because he was on drugs." Yeah, well, exactly. And then you, when you got Donald Trump, I think he did like nine point seven. I was like, "That's impossible." Like, like, how much more can you get down? And then you get Usain Bolt. Like, you know, it's breaking yeah. world records all the time. And like, I think in our lifetime, we'll be able to watch possibly. Oh, a sub nine. A sub nine. Can you imagine that? Oh like, my. Gosh, right. it's hard I'm, to imagine. A I am predicting on the episode 99 of IT, ITCM, <laughs> Inside Champions Mind, that there will be a sub nine 100 meter somewhere in the, you know, in the next 99 years. <laughs> but it's all about perception and opportunity. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, re- I clearly remember the story that um, DiMartini uh, shared with me probably about, I would guess, 16 years ago. Is this when you were driving him? Uh, possibly. Like, or he could have been one of his talks. And this is when I was in Carpenter College. And it really uh, opened my mind. And the story says that, you know, for example, you know, back then there was a lot of like um, ads to go into, you know, um, helping the poor, right? You know, UNICEF and all that stuff. And, yeah. and you know, you want to go to Africa and help these kids, right? And you, you go to Africa thinking as a Westerner, you kind of go, all right, you know, what they need is like they need a soccer ball. They need iPads. They need computers and, and stuff, right? But if you just go there, these these kids, say just say in Africa, we'll just pick one country, like say in Africa, like if you just watch them play 
and just don't don't worry like without our bias they literally would be happy with um a stick and a rock yep and they're playing with it right but what we do is we impose our value system right from the western world because like oh poor kid he's playing with a stick and a rock like poor guy you know poor guy like here you should have a soccer ball yeah you know oh don't you don't have to play that like here's an ipad and I'm not, I'm not suggesting it's right or wrong. I'm not like, I'm not judging here. All I'm saying is that that kid didn't even know an iPad existed. They didn't even know what a soccer ball was, for mm. example. But because we imposed our values of a Western society values onto them, now what's of what opportunity of opportunity, opportunity, right? Now yeah. the kid goes, holy crap. What is this? Right? What is this camera? What is yeah. this thing? Like, now, not that it's a bad thing, but now there's looking and striving for something that may never happen, right? Now there's that you created a void, right, for them. Not I'm not saying that's a bad thing or not. I'm just saying just think about the concept of what we're doing, right? We're imposing our value system, and all of a sudden now there's like wish they should have, like they should have these type of things. It's almost like entitlement that wait a second, if that technology is available, we should have it, right? I'm, like I said, I'm not judging this, but because they were happy before, but now they're almost unhappy because they. A stick and a rock doesn't mean anything anymore. But well, yes. A second ago, before they were happy with that stick and a rock, right? It's an interesting concept when you think about that. And I don't know where to go with this, but no, I just, know exactly where to go with this. All right, Marcus, that's why should, we're tag teaming. Should you and I be happy with a stick and a rock? And should our listeners be happy with a stick and a rock? Since we weren't born even with a stick or a rock, um, but should we be happy with a stick and a rock, considering the world that we live in? And it goes back to the couple episodes where we talked about um, being grateful. I think it's very important to be grateful for where you are. I think it's important to be grateful for what you have and, and, and spend some time thinking about, hey, we're, it's not that bad, right? And, you know, one of my talks I always talk about, like, there's no bad days. There are no bad days. Exactly. There's no bad days. Like, yeah, sure, you might have had a rough day, but really, it's no bad days. Like Someone would kill for that rough day. Yeah, exactly. Like that child in, in Africa or Thailand or whatever, in Philippines or whatever, they, they would love that day, you know, yep. that you just had. So, yep. uh, but, but here's the thing. Um, I honestly believe that because we're given that opportunity, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but it, it is that because we have that opportunity and you, if yeah. you have that opportunity, I think it's wasting Oh, this is good. This is so good. This is like the sports person or the performer or the singer that has a gift to inspire the world with their voice or their performance or their movement or whatever it is. And they have the opportunity to do it because they've got the gift that a lot of people don't have, but they choose not to use the gift. Well, I think that's a struggle that we all have. I think there's a struggle, and I just talked about this just before we um, we were getting on this podcast, is that we... I believe that we're constantly, most of us, anyway, anybody who's listening to this show, right? you don't typically listen to the show unless you're sort of into this. You typically listen to the show because you feel, there's a part of you inside that feels that you haven't given it all. Like you, you, that you have, you, if you die today, you would have regrets. And that there, there's so much, there's something in you that you could literally um, do that could impact the world that's better. Now, I think that that's a, a challenge that we all have to face and finding out that what that is. And I, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm on that journey and constantly and constantly on that journey. And I'm like literally going away for um, a week 
to go find myself with, you know, a, a friend, you know, a, a mentor of mine, his name is Philip McKernan and he does this once a year and to go to Ireland and we're just going to, I don't even know what it's about. It's one of those retreat seminar workshop, whatever you want to call that, where no one can tell you what it actually is. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, right? It's I hope a, you it, come back alive, Lawrence. Oh yeah. You know, everybody who's gone through it absolutely raves about it. Like, but they still can't tell you what it is. Right. So yeah. it's one of those experiential things. And, I'm on a journey. I'm like, there's a, and, and Philip told me once, as you know, about, you know, someone else and they're really related to me. It's almost like, you know, we grow, he, you know, this person grown as a man, like, you know, he grew personally and he just grew up, but he just felt that his business didn't match up to where he was. Well, that's an insightful thing, you yeah. know, for me. And that's where I kind of feel sometimes, like, I feel like I've grown so much. Uh, in my headspace, you know, and my, my thinking and thank you, you know, thanks to Inside Champions. I perfectly, I really attributed to this podcast that has allowed me to be who I am, but also feel like the things that I've done so far hasn't really reached up to the potential of what I'm capable of doing or where I'm already at. So it's almost like that feeling of there's so much more that I could give and I need to find where that leverage is. I need to find and it, it, I know it's within myself, right? And I'm just being perfectly honest right here um, because I, I want you to know that, you know, I don't have everything perfect and I'm having those thoughts as well, which I know you guys as listeners will be having those thoughts too. Um, and I'm just being, you know, frank about it so that to let you know that we're all going through this journey. I am. And I appreciate that you I listen to this podcast. I hand up. I am. Yeah, I appreciate that people are listening to the podcast, you know, looking for answers and I'm looking for answers and I hope that as I go through my journey that you, these, these answers will help you in some way in your life and guiding you your life I love the vulnerability LT I love your vulnerability thanks for being open and sharing it does remind me of when um, of when oh my gosh I've just blanked on his name who wrote the four hour work week Tim Ferriss Tim Ferriss says that we're all scared he said stop stop trying to not be scared like everyone's scared I'm scared you're scared we're all scared so we don't have to pretend that uh, it's not happening like we're all looking to dive deeper dig deeper some of us do it and we've spoken about this on a previous episode some of us dig deeper by watching Games of Thrones or House of cards or whatever it is but we're talking about a bigger game a bigger playing field here and as i say, i just commend you lt on being open and frank enough to uh to say that you know you're really looking to to make that big lunch but you've said this i want to ask you this like you've said this to me on a number of occasions that you go through different chapters in your life like it happens a lot where you you do something you climb a mountain you go that was great i want another mountain what kind of mountain? How much bigger is it? What's the degree of difficulty? What does it look like? Where is it? Um, is that kind of what you're referring to? That you want to create a new chapter in your life? Well, it's, I think we're constantly creating a chapter of life. I think for me, I guess the story I have in my head is that if I don't, if I don't continue to create, then I will be stagnant. And that scares me more. Like that. That's being one of the still. reasons. Yeah, being still. That's one of the yeah. reasons why I moved away from Perth is because what scared me, like what scared me was thinking two, five years ahead that being in the same place, my kids going to the same school and I'm in the same environment, um, that scared the living daylights on me. And that was the, uh, the, the decision to move. Um, I know that seems weird to probably a lot of people, but you know, that, that, that thought process of being like, man, I, if my year, my five next five years is going to feel like just like where I'm at, which I know is not necessarily true, but if I'm being the same place and I'm not growing, um, then I'm dying, and that I could not accept. Mm. And I think that's there, there's a, a human. I think once 
I think once everything is, uh, there is like that hierarchy. And I think Tony, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this is that there, once the, the human, certain human needs are met, like certain things are met, you know, you have a roof over your house, you, you, you know, you have an, a little bit of financial stability or, you know, you have food on the table. Um, you got, you know, people surrounding you, you, once those basic humans needs are net, there's like, you know, uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy, there's, there's always that constant, there's a strive at some point is that you want to grow. You want to know that you mattered. Right, you yes. want to know that you freaking mattered in this world, and that's the challenge that we all, I think, most of us face. the The, the problem is just figuring out, like what Tim Ferriss has said, are we willing to fight through the fear, right, to actually challenge ourselves, to willing to actually go after um, that that thing, you know, to go after, a willing to spend the time, the years, I'm talking years, of learning, trialing, and putting yourself out there to actually become the person you need to be to do that thing that's the challenge that's hard that most of us are not willing to take and no one is going to tell you to do that right sure you need guidance i think you do every one of us needs a mentor or some sort of coach or someone to guide you through that path when the time gets tough that's an absolute I, I, no one can do this alone i think maybe a rare 0.01 percent per people can do it on their own but even then i think they have some sort of guidance but most of us need some guidance of some sort because to fast track this. And and I think that if we tap into that, once you even discover that, it's not a destination. I think that's what, the whole point of what we're trying to say. It's not a destination. Even when you think you reached it, you're going to want more. There's, you, I'm sure you plateau for a little while because you go like, I reached, I, this is the pinnacle. I love my life. Anybody who says like, this is the, the, the I, I'm just happy right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Like, I've, I, I've done it. Like yeah. I have no regrets. I can guarantee you at a certain point in their in the future life, they're going to say, but that's it. Like yeah. there's got to be more because yep. you've already, you reached that point. There's, the, humans are, are meant to grow. If we didn't grow, we wouldn't have the technology that we have today. Like if everybody just kind of relied on, you know what? Wow, we have a car. Like if we just, like, wow, we don't have to ride a horse and buggy anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, this is amazing, Right. That never, like, that does not satisfy our human nature. Like, human nature is about making it better. Like, you almost think, like, I mean, I'm sure we all thought at some point, like, wow, the smartphone, this is amazing. Yeah, like, when we how, can combine all those things into one little piece. Yeah, there's no uh, way. Like, we've arrived. Like, how can we get any better than this, right? And then we'll they turn come it up. into a watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, like, you think the iPhone, like, right now, I think, like, I'm holding an iPhone 6 right now in my hand, right? I think this is a pretty sexy phone. Like, I think, like, it's, it's pretty cool. Right, yeah. To be able to do pretty much everything on it. And yet somehow I can guarantee Apple is going to come up with something. It was going to blow my mind. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. But it's not so much like a, from a consumer point of view. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just it blows my mind th- that what humans are able to create when we put our mind to it. So I love all of this. I like you've got me, right? I love it. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the voice of the listener going, all right, LT. Like I get it. I understand that. If I'm feeling a level of comfort in my life that it's only temporary, what do you suggest people do in order to go to, to really get that level of reflection to go, all right, like I'm in a good place. Like I said, bills are paid, food's on the table, but I really want to know that my life mattered. But I'm, I'm not quite sure what I want to either be remembered for or what I want to contribute to the world. Where do you feel like people are begin with and i'm kind of toying with answers in my head like like, that you may have already answered like get a mentor get a coach but um where do you feel you know people begin on that that path 
I, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I'll just be perfectly honest because I don't know because it, it's, it's, um, everybody's on their own path and, and to discover that. So here's my suggestion. I actually talked to someone yesterday about this and I think, I think we're in such a world that we live in a go, go, go world. And we, we kind of live in a very, um, ritualistic world that we basically do the same thing over day in, day out. I think it's very important that from my, um, <clears throat> sorry, my gut feeling is that you need to have time and space. Mm. I don't think enough, I don't think we have enough, we don't spend enough time and space to do the work. And that's why I'm going to Ireland. Like it's, it's yep. just, I know that sure it's, it's hard on my family, you know, and I'm so thankful that, you know, after talking to my wife and she, you know, she, and, and, you know, that they, they allowed me to go and do that. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on all of us that, you know, for me to be away for seven days and two days of traveling, going there and back, like that's going to be tough. Um, however, like the, I'm hoping the payoff, like, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. We'll talk about it later, but I'm hoping the payoff will be, um, is, it's going to be a game changer. Right. And that's what we hope for. And so I'm not asking you to go, have to go like, you know, do a retreat or anything. I think it's, why don't you start with three hours? Yeah. Well, just time. Like, yeah, like you're spot on LT. It's all about time. This is why I'm a massive fan of cave time. I'm a massive fan of any time where you have no other major influences and you're with yourself. I mean, you can be with others, but you're putting the time dedicated to, creating the masterpiece that is your life yeah like it's like a what if like what if you had no constraints yeah right and this is a, a philip mckernan um who i'm going to see like he he gave us this exercise i thought was brilliant and it's it's a hard exercise because um i couldn't even i couldn't put myself there which was really tough and he basically says he goes just imagine a future right where you didn't have to answer to anybody like we're talking about not your wife not your kids or your husband, your parents, nobody. What if you just, you didn't have to worry about them. You just worried about yourself. What would your life look like? That's hard for us, like especially as parents, right? Because we do everything for our kids, our family, right? But what if, what if we didn't have to consider them? But what is he saying like, what if you didn't, like, okay, you've got kids, you've got a wife, but you're doing it, you're, you're, you're serving them because it makes you happy. Yeah, but we're than, also but there's certain things that we're doing just because we think that that's what our kids need, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like we, you, there's certain things that we do. Yeah, well, it's just, there's certain things that you probably like that you and I would want to do, but we can't do it because yeah, because we got because kids. kids. It's like yeah, I want to yeah. travel the world. I want to travel yeah. the world on a consistent and every <laughs> single freaking day, right? But I, I can't. It's not like I can, you know, like, yeah. oh, I can. I can literally could take, actually, my, 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 one of my um, goals, actually, in the next, say, five years is to take my whole entire family and travel the world for a year. For a year, yeah. Right? Um, nice. I can. Like, I know it's possible. It's not a question of ability. Yeah, it's not a question of ability or, you know, like, it's more about resources and, and, and but there's factors there, right? But the thing is, is that what if they weren't in the picture? What would you do? What can you do? Now, now the key thing is not suggesting that you go and do it what i'm just saying is just like what if like it's almost like just a blank state like a blank canvas yeah and what would you do and i think what that does i think that exercise what that does is that you start to free up um constraints and you start thinking now that one constraint might lead to something 
one of the, like so sorry one of those uh, visions or missions or whatever you want to call it when you write it down like it may not be the thing that you're going to do but it might give you clue yes. clues that there might be opening something that you never thought about because you were already constrained because you didn't even think about going to Machu Picchu because like there's yeah. no way I can do it because I got three young kids yeah it's a different level of thinking and you're spot on you're not arriving at some perfect answer it's just that you're you're generating answers which are totally different to what have I got to do today which is the worst possible question yeah. you could ever ask yourself yeah. if you go if I had no constraints what could I really grow and contribute uh, in my life um, yeah. Exactly. I think it's spot on. Great question. It's a very Great. powerful question and it's a very crazy question because no one thinks that way, mm. right? Because we all have constraints. We all have like, like oh, what would my wife like, say? What yeah. would my kids think? I'll give you, you a know. perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example. I remember when I still remember to this day, like it was July um, 2002. When I first arrived in Australia, I was walking on the beach with my wife in Adelaide on Henley Beach and we walked on it every single day. Um, I only worked half days at that time, like you know, because I was doing a locum, and and the other half day I would spend time with my wife, and we were walking this beach, and we went, "This is absolutely amazing." I remember about two weeks into it, like, "This is a life. This is amazing," <laughs> right? And I said, "I can't believe we're doing." Like, we were so thankful. Like, this was, and this is July, like yeah. this middle freaking winter, right? And I remember saying to her, "I go, have you?" Uh, I no. So this here, just to give you some context, I. My her her mom, like she, who she's very very close to, she, they talk every day. She sat me down before we left, and she said to you, "You are gonna bring her back, right?" Like that. That's a conversation I had. Like she, you know, she never usually talks to me like that. But she says, "You are gonna come back, right?" And I said, "No worry, don't worry. Ten months, we're gonna be back. I gotta have to come back from her as well. We're gonna come back. We're not gone forever." Two weeks into this trip. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had this conversation with Karen. I'm going, I think we should consider thinking about staying here. And as guilty as she felt, she knew in her heart that this was probably she agreed. Th- this is probably a better call. But she couldn't um, pull herself away from being that far away from her parents. And we had this multiple conversation on Henley Beach, walking up and down. And I said to her once, I said, you know. We could live our whole entire life, go back to Canada and start a life there only for the reason so we can fulfill our parents' wishes. Yeah. Or we can kind of live the life now that, you know, now that we're married, we're about a year and, year and a bit into it. Now that we're married to, to go to live the life that we want to live. And I think that was a real game changer for us to, to recognize that we were like, if we made certain decisions like go back home to Canada, we would be living a life based on someone else's expectations. Yeah. Now that Karen and I are adults, we were married. This is our life. This is our family. We should start doing things for ourselves. We were yeah. 27, 28. And that decision, like when we made the cycle, let's give this two years instead of just 10 months, that decision changed our life because we decided not to live for someone else. And I think that was a huge shift for me um, in myself and decision-making that I should do things because I want it, not because of my parents or any of or my friends or whatever. And someone asked me the, yesterday, honestly, they asked, goes, you know, when you have tough decisions, do you consult with anybody? I said, the only person I consult is Karen because yeah. I don't need anybody else's permission yeah. to do something. So well done. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. And uh, You are the most important person in the world, everyone listening. You are the most important person in the world. 
And as much as it can affect and annoy and frustrate and offend others, what you think is best for you is best for you. Wise words. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And uh, this is episode 99. We're leaving the double digits to triple digits on the next episode. <laughs> Hopefully have something special for the one left of 100, but we'll see. Guys, make sure you go to Facebook.com. As always, like us there, comment there, wellnesscouch.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a comment. Leave your thoughts on this. Uh, it will be great to hear from you. Just it takes like maybe two minutes if your time. Go to iTunes and uh, leave a comment there. It will be fantastic. This has been Inside Champions Mind, a show dedicating you to overcoming mediocrity in the last 99 episodes in the pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Pierce. We'll see you on episode 100. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.